0: Hey, welcome in to the Sink of Truth podcast, Uh, your host Mark Schler along with my co-host Mike Evans, Millennial BIM producing the show. Want to thank the great folks over at Superbook, America's best bet for sponsoring the show. We appreciate them so much. Always good to be with you. Also, Mark's All Pros at MarksAllPros.com. Mike, how are you, my friend? Well, well, well. Well, 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 Mark Slayer, uh-huh. sole inhabitant of I Told You So Island. Ooh, it's been a yeah, rough welcome. week. It rough has week. not it's been a been rough been week. It's been a rough week. How have I had a the rough wh- week? The whole island is surrounded. Shark-infested waters. There's chum. There's, there's blood in the oh, water. You're going to need a bigger boat because you insisted, insisted that Aaron Rodgers, a man of conviction, would never play again for the Green Bay Packers, and you were wrong. Well, let me just let me just say like, there's two there's two key elements here, okay? One is that I said on draft night it could fall through. I prefaced it by saying a deal was as close to being done as it could be, but it could fall through. And it fell through. And I think what we've learned over the course of time, Mike is regardless of what the Green Bay Packers say or the Broncos say, there was a deal that was eminent. And then the Packers, for whatever reason, probably the fact that Jordan Love never even dressed in a game last year, they, they came to the realization that, oh, my God, we're about to go down this kind of slippery slope, and we're you know we're going to go from being relevant to irrelevant real quickly. And so they pulled out of that deal, and and whatever. I mean, you can you can argue it. You can, you know, you can say that it wasn't true. All I know is Aaron Rodgers said so many times, "Listen, we had a plan in place, or we had an agreement in place, or something was something was in place." And then I went out and won an MVP, and it completely threw a monkey wrench into their plans. Right? How many times did he say that? How how pissed was he about them changing the agreement, about them lying about things, or but whatever, right? So I know that there was a deal in place and it fell through. As deals sometimes do in the National Football League. That's the way it goes. So listen, I don't I don't in any way shape or form do I feel like one my my sources were impeccable and two I don't feel the least bit, you know, ashamed. I don't feel the least bit sorry. Like, hey, listen, that's the information I got. And I was excited about the potential of the Broncos getting Aaron Rodgers and having arguably the best quarterback in the AFC West. Because right now, we're going to go to camp with Teddy Bridgewater and we're going to go to camp with Drew Locke. And we're going to, there's no way, any way you parse that, you could put the two of them together, you could meld them together in a science project. And you know what? You still have the fourth best quarterback in your own division. So, listen, it didn't happen. They backed out of the deal. And guess what? For that, I forgive myself. <laughs> I'm good. As much grief as I love to give you, uh, your sources were impeccable. Mm-hmm. Your intel was great. Right. And I think that what really supports it, two things. One, uh, within like, I don't know, 45 minutes of you going on and, and talking about this, Aaron Rodgers texted you to say, right. hey, we're, we're, where are you hearing that right type thing? Right. Where, where, how but did, didn't, you, but how did, did you get this information? But didn't deny it. And then the Broncos called you. Right. And said what? The Broncos called me. Now, they have called me multiple times before when news breaks to give, quote unquote, their side of the story. So you and I can be on air in the morning. You've seen it happen. You've seen it happen. Yep. And this is what happened. Draft night. I go on, I talk about the information I just got, the intel I just got as a and listen, I'm not a I'm not a reporter, you know, I am not a newsbreaker. I'm a NFL analyst. I was excited about the potential of Aaron Rodgers coming here. I didn't vet the story. I just was like, woohoo, this is awesome. So, in fact, I should probably take some responsibility in all this because I was the one that told I, you, yeah. "Hey, you got to call into our draft coverage, right?" Because <laughs> I this. called you and I go, "Should I even say anything?" Like, I'm not, I'm, I, yeah. like. There are so many times I've had really good intel that I've passed it along to a reporter. Hey, you might want to vet this, and like that type of thing. But I was just so excited about the deal. So, like for what, wh- whatever, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. It's not going to change my life any way, shape, or form. So I, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm good with that and the intel was good and and it didn't happen and that's okay. Well, okay, he's back. So but the se- the second, the second part-, part of it was the the conviction that he would not. Right. And I felt strongly. I mean, I felt very strongly that he was not coming back to the Packers. And ultimately, I also felt very strongly that he was going to play again. And the, plat- the obviously the Packers played hardball and and essentially said you, you're just going to sit out the season then because we're not going to trade you. So then it came down to the concessions that they were willing to give. Right, uh, open up to becoming a free agent or to becoming tradable next year if Aaron Rodgers decides he wants to be traded. 2022, uh, 2023 season, completely uh, a free agent. I don't think he'll ever. I don't think that's going to hit. But the bottom line is, if I was wrong about anything, I was wrong about his conviction and his willingness. I knew he wanted to play, but his willingness to sit out for an extended period of time and miss camp. So that that again, that I was completely wrong about, and I also forgive myself for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm so glad that you yes, you're not hard on yourself. Well, listen, I'm so glad that you're able to cut yourself some slack. Yeah, it's not my it's not my fault that uh, that the both Packers and 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 Aaron waffled. All right, so where do you they came to Aaron... an agreement that which is like ultimately it's good for the NFL. All right, so chance to make a definitive another definitive statement is Aaron Rodgers a Packer a year from now. All right, so I'm not going to make a definitive statement. Oh because- come on. If you're wrong, you can just say I forgive myself. That's a good point. No, he's not a Packer next year. And if he's not a Packer next year, I'm gonna tweet out, "I told you so." Uh-huh. The deal was eminent. It just took a year longer than I thought it was. Exactly. Would. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, anyhow, but ultimately, he listen. Like Packer fan that's pissed at me, um, <laughs> I don't care. Uh, but the the bottom line is this: is that I'm a Bronco fan. Like, the reason people in Denver love to hate me is because I give it to you straight, no chaser, and a lot of times you don't like to hear it. When everybody said, oh, they drafted a bunch of speed last year and they're going to win 10 games, I was like, you guys are fools. They're winning four or five at best. Who was right? Me. That's why I live on I Told You So Island. I Told You So Island is just fine, guys. The beach is beautiful. The sand is great. The water is cool and refreshing. And I'll tell you what. I am uh sitting there with my toes in the sand and a cocktail in my hand. Things are good. Will things be good for Rogers and the Packers? Put yourself in that room as a player. Is he welcome back with open arms or is there a little bit of um distrust? Animosity? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're kind of like uh hmm, you know, now you're you're back here, you you didn't want to be here. But now not, here you are. Yeah, not with the players. The players are going to be excited to have they, – they understand what he means. They understand the way he has played. They understand, you know, what he's done for them as an organization. And they also understand we've, we still have a really good – we went to the NFC Championship last year. We still have a really good team. And with Aaron Rodgers, we've got a chance to win a Super Bowl. Without Aaron Rodgers, we're not going to be five hundred. Although you can't be five hundred anymore, can you? Nope. Well, That's seven. I mean, I suppose game, you can be eight, eight, and one. That would be five hundred. Mm-hmm. So you can be five hundred. Yeah, you gotta get one of those dreaded ties. Right. So at best we're gonna be five hundred. Right. You know, yeah. right. Yeah. So we can do that now. You can do that, yeah. So uh, yeah, the the players are always gonna support players. Players are always gonna have players backs. And they're I mean, they're not naive to the way organizations work, right? Yeah. They know how the organiz- business of the NFL. Right, I mean they they heard the they heard the he's a complicated fellow. They heard uh, you know uh, that like the, the smear campaign that was starting on Aaron Rodgers. So they they know where they stand. Aaron Rodgers made it very clear over the course of of this off season, this off season of discord. Is it discord? Discord. Yeah, yeah. discord. I kind of I made it two words. Yeah, you. There's not, a hy- there's not a hyphen in it. Right, discord. Right. Discord, right? Yeah. Okay. But in this season of discord, um, he made it very clear that I have no issues. I love my teammates and I love my coaching staff. Mm -hmm. So he made, he made it very, very clear that he was upset with the front office. Well, I think all the players and all the coaches are going to, they're just going to, I mean, they're so excited to have him back right now, which is great. Good, good for Aaron Rodgers. And also, as part of the concession, he gets one of his favorite people back, um, a guy that he has a lot of faith and trust in from the Houston Texans, in Randall Cobb. So, you know, I mean, they made they made a deal work, and and that part is that part is exceptional. So, switch to a subject that clearly, if anybody follows Mark on Twitter, you have been very, very reluctant to talk about, and that is the uh, whole issue of vaccinations and anti-vaxxers. <laughs> and it's it's rearing its uh, well, ugly head when it comes to the NFL. Uh, Lamar Jackson right. missing some time because of COVID-related issues. Washington football coach Ron Rivera coming out and expressing how disappointed he is that his team, his players are so far below the 85% vaccination threshold. So what you're as somebody who has been very outspoken on Twitter about his views on on this whole vaccination issue, how is this going to impact how is it impacting the NFL? Yeah, I mean there, obviously there is so much distrust going on when it comes to this particular topic, and, and this to me, again, this is not a left or right issue. This is, this comes down to me, right or wrong, like I, I just like, I am, I'm smart enough to understand the things that I don't understand, right? Like, I think one of the things in the NFL, when I look at coaching staffs, coaching staffs that put their position, their people, or their their players in a position to fail, and then are astonished that they fail, are idiots. And those coaching staffs abound in the National Football League or in any professional sport. The best ones mitigate potential disaster. And to me, it's not foolproof, it's not this, it's not that, but it's about mitigating potential disaster. It's about giving yourself the best opportunity in this pandemic, not only to protect yourself, but more importantly, to protect others. And, you know, I guess it comes down to my belief in team, Mike. And when I think about team and I think about my my own life and my own career, how valuable and important being a part of a team has been. You always talk about, about, like, I was speaking the other day in Denver, Colorado. I was speaking out at uh, Red Rocks, at the amphitheater in Red Rocks. Absolutely gorgeous venue, right? So I'm, I'm speaking to this group of 250 business people or whatever, and I think about team in general. And when Jesus started his ministry, and he was a carpenter, right? And then he started his ministry at, at 33 years old or whatever it was. It's so the first thing he did. He collected 12 disciples, right? Put a team together. Said, man, we're gonna change the world. And I think of team being that important in my life. Like, it is so important to be a part of a team. You and I do radio together every day. And I was distraught during the pandemic when I couldn't come into work. I hated it. And I was doing it for my house. And I just like the aspect of connectivity, of being a team, of sacrificing for my guys. Um, And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. It's just what I believe in. I believe that when you're a good teammate and you're a leader of men or you're a leader of people, that you have to care more about the other people, the people on your team, than you care about yourself. And I've always, I've always believed in that aspect of, of teamwork. And the bottom line is the most talented teams don't always win the championships. It's the best teams. It's the teams that come together. It's the teams that sacrifice for one another. So I've always had this belief in in that for the kind of the greater good of the team. And so, so you uh, got to admit this is you come on, this is different though. There's the difference between you know what my hammy's barking a little bit this week, but I'm going to play through it because my team needs me. Mm-hmm. Or hey, I'm going to put a little extra film session in this week because my team needs me. Sure. Versus I'm going to get a vaccination that I don't believe in. I mean the Come on, there is there is a difference. To that. Well, sh- well, of course there is a, of course there's a difference. But <clears throat> I would ask you this: I would ask you, like, so when you and I have a discussion about football, for instance, like some some really intricate part of the game. Do you explain to me what's going on there, or do you say, hey, Mark, what? Yeah, right. Lay it out for me. Lay it out for me. Tell Lay me it out it for is. all of us, yeah. <clears throat> right. So for me, I look at it from the standpoint of I'm not a conspiracy theorist, right? I'm going to trust my doctor, the, the thousands of scientists that put thousands of man hours behind this that had a completely funded opportunity to come together in a spirit of collaboration, I'm going, I'm going to trust people who have dedicated their life to the study of infectious disease over some guy that placed third in his science fair project in the sixth grade. That's, that's me. Now, I'm not smart enough to understand all the, you know, the, all the minutia behind it all. I'm also. I also don't believe that you know the the government is trying to take away your rights. I think they're trying to protect. They're trying to do the best they know how to protect the the most people. And so, um, okay. But does that make me stupid or does that no, make me a sheep? No. But that <clears throat> that's your. But that's your strong opinion, and I okay. respect it. But and I agree with you. Right. Okay. I'm vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I would recommend people get vaccinated, but if they choose not to, then I have to respect that to the point where I, I can't, I, you can't force somebody to go do it. Sure. I can't. You can't. I can't. Yes. But you know who can Mm -hmm. is the NFL. Sure. And, and that's really, aren't, aren't we barreling towards that, that kind of issue right now where the, the NFL right now is, is, basically asking nicely. Right. Go get vaccinated. But if this thing continues to be an issue, it is well within their rights and I think they will get to a point where they will mandate it. I and do it'll too. And it'll get to the point where and we've already seen it with Rick Dennison in in Minnesota with, with you know yeah. the coaches. But I think it'll eventually get to the players where it's going to be look, our league, our rules. Right. If you want to play, <clears throat> get it done. If you don't, and, right. fine, that's your decision. Right. But you can't play. There are consequences. There are consequences when you work for a private company. Yeah. And so, you know, I work for Fox. Now, I chose to get vaccinated. And there's a lot of reasons I chose to get vaccinated. Now, I'm one of those guys that could probably have opted out for medical reasons. I can't take a flu shot. I've had autoimmune battles over the course of my life. I had Guillain-Barre syndrome. Lost all the feeling of my arms and legs for the better part of six months. Um, was very, very sick, thought my career was over, okay? So my NFL career, and that was in 1993. So I've, I've, I've had, I have had the concerns. But one of the reasons I got vaccinated is I was more concerned about my mother, who she's 80, she's in great health, but she's you know, are in, in great health, physical health, but um, is battling multiple myeloma, which is a form of blood cancer, okay? I want to spend as much time as I can with her. And the best way to make sure that, that we're protected, based upon the science that's out there, is to have a vaccine. That, did I, did I, I didn't personally research it. I, I reached out to the doctor who takes care of me, my primary care doctor, and a couple other guys that I know that are doctors. said, what would you do? And the answer I got back after research is I would get, vaccine, I would get vaccinated and I would use this particular one. And so that's what I did. Um, and again, it's not just about my mother. You know, it's about the millions of mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, kids that have compromised immune systems to give them the best chance to get healthy and to live a full life. And so that's, that's kind of where I am on the issue. Um, it's your choice. But I know working for Fox, I was already vaccinated. I got the, I got the mandate from Fox. Hey, guys, listen, if you want to work and call NFL games, if you're tier one or tier two, you have to get vaccinated. If you don't want to get vaccinated, that's fine. You can't work for us. You can't do those jobs. Are you saying that all Fox on air people are vaccinated? Oh, absolutely. All Fox. Even the Fox news people. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I was just curious about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but, you know, here's the deal. And I'm, I'm with you. Hey, listen, man, if you've got convictions, my former special teams coach, now the, head, the assistant head coach and the O-line coach at Minnesota is no longer coaching for them, Rick Dennison, because he refuses to get vaccinated. That's his choice. But guess what? I respect the fact that there are severe consequences and he lost his job. I mean, hey, man, hey, knock yourself out. Well, we went through the same thing with the NFL during the whole uh, anthem debate and taking a knee and and Mm -hmm. what was was ultimately determined. NFL teams had their own set of rules. And as a player, you were basically told, look, if you want to not be part of the anthem, you can stay in the locker room and come out afterwards. But if you're going to be out on the field, here's what you got to do. And... That was their rules, their league, their mm-hmm. rules at that time, and there were plenty of people who applauded the n f l for doing that. I want to point out the possible hypocrisy of maybe those same people now saying, "Whoa whoa whoa the n f l shouldn't shouldn't do that it should be freedom of choice right, all right, I just want to point that out, okay, just understand that okay yeah, it's a that's it's a great point, you know you know there was yeah. So it is the, the juxtaposition yeah. of the same people that were applauding you for saying right. there is no kneeling, you know, it's right. un-American. Right? Are going to tell you you can't make them get vaccinated, right? right? That so is that's a great that's a great that point. Out, okay, right. and, you I'm going to steal that from you. I, you. Hey, listen, as I am well aware, and everybody listening to this is well aware, I am your intellectual property. Correct. All you ha- all the rules are. Let's go over the rules again. Mm-hmm. The rules are. At first, I have to mention you. Yes. So, like, when I'm out at, at Broncos camp today, yes. I say, you know, Mike said something that was really interesting to me in passing. <laughs> and then I'll say, you know, the hypocrisy of, and blah, 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 blah. Right. And then I'll go to the next guy, and I go, you know, I heard this the other day. <laughs> heard some guy. A buddy, a buddy of mine. <laughs> and then I'll say, da, 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 da. And then the next guy I'll go to and go, you know, I was thinking. <laughs> I, which is something I do from time to time. Uh, right. And um, And then you look like a freaking genius. Right. And yeah. the it's the amazing the I so like, you know, I'll go on cow herd and I'll I'll drop that little nugget. Yes, you will. And everybody will be like, wow, wow. guys brilliant. Man. I don't agree with him, but he made me think. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And it was never his, folks. Uh-uh. Just so we know. Just so we know. Next yeah. time you hear him. You know, say it in Pat McAfee or Colin Coward. Is like, good point. wow, good point, stink. Yeah, you know where it came from. Right, exactly. Okay, <laughs> you, yes, you guys, you guys. It'll be our little secret. Let's keep right. it to ourselves, right here. That's right. That's right that's here. Right. Um, Deshaun Watson. Do you think he plays this year? I I don't think there's any way he plays. Although he's been cleared to play, right? Yeah, NFL says no restrictions. No restrictions, which is. Like a little bit of insanity to me, like I thought for sure now I guess this is this is part and parcel of the NFL. They basically step back and say, let's let the legal like let's let the legal course take its place, right let's let the court of law decide before we slap any fines on and so they're gonna let this process take place now it goes I mean it's it's a beautiful tactic if you think about it defer defer defer. Until somebody else makes a decision and then we slap on some punitive damages on top of it. And, oh, by the way, from a league office standpoint, we're not going to help the individual teams out. It's on you guys. <laughs> Figure it out. And so now the Texans have to decide, which they opened up the trade talks. Last week they were like, hey, Deshaun Watson's available. Anybody want to give us three first-rounders and three second-rounders, the player to be named? Everybody, like, laughed in their faces, like, really? That's where you're... I mean, it's like a sucker born every minute. What did you say? You said it's a—it's uh, already a circus. What's another bearded lady? Like, come out and practice, yeah, right? exactly. I mean, they're, they're already a circus. But There's already chaos. They're there. trying to trade the guy, so I just can't imagine them, like, having him practice. He's already, I mean, he tore, didn't he tear ACL in college, and then he tore another ACL in his first year in the pros, and, like, i not, not that he's injury-prone by any stretch, but I just think there's I just think there's too much risk and they know I mean they know what like what's coming down the pike and he doesn't have his day in court until February of next year. Yeah, and adding to that is the idea that okay, it's not until February so he could settle all these cases. Right. But one thing he has said and has been consistent throughout is that if he settles a case, he does not want there to be a NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. Uh He wants it to be open. He wants to be able to tell his story. I don't know, quite frankly, if that's a story I want to read and hear about 22 times over, but you get the point. He feels like he's been wronged here, and he'd like to tell his side of the story. That's why he doesn't want this thing to be settled in a way in which it's all buttoned up. So, as you try to navigate your way through 22 of these... Man, I, I just have a hard time believing that you can get all that done and still be able to play football. Oh, by the way, and, and then maybe at some point the NFL does step in and say, okay, we let this thing play out, but Deshaun, one thing that we allow ourselves to do as protectors of the shield is if somebody you know, does something that throws a little bit of you know shade or a little bit of cloud over that shield, we're entitled to suspend you for it. Right, so that's something else that a team looking to acquire Deshaun Watson would have to factor in. I, I, I don't know. I just, I just see it being unlikely that he plays this year. Right, and there's a story out there. I think this broke July 26th that of the 22 civil suits that are out there now, several women have come forward out of those 22 suits to file not criminal charges but make complaints to the police, criminally to the police. Uh, of the uh, Of the 10 police complaints, eight involve women that also have the civil suits. Two are separate from that. Right. So like at what point now that that doesn't that go back and I don't know how the legal system works, but I think it goes back to I think it goes back to um uh like prosecuting attorneys. And and do you want and the DA do you want to to now file criminal charges on behalf of these women against Deshaun Watson. So, I mean, that's a whole nother can of worms, right? right? So I I just, I just, I can't see that ending. Well, I can't see the Texans risking him and injuring everything else when there's so much uncertainty out there and they want to move him because it's just a it's just a, a mess. Well, what about the idea though? Me, and really quick, what about the idea that maybe there's a team out there that says, "Look, we're willing to take the heat early on because we understand that at some point he'll be cleared to play. It may be a year from now. Okay, he's still only then 26 years old. He's still right. got 10, 12 years left in his career, or maybe more. That's that's the short term pain." that we're willing to take from PR standpoint and also trade standpoint but what it does it gets us out ahead of everybody else right because if you just wait until he's cleared and there's clarity of the situation then it's a free for all yeah, cuz you've then, said right. once he's if it once when he is cleared teams will line up for this guy's services yeah the, yeah i think there's no question about that so what you're basically saying is hey what we can do is we can you know we can find the potential strata various in a garage sale for $11, right? Because at this point, you're going to get, at this point, if they're just willing to trade him, you probably can get the bargain basement, especially if nobody else is competing against you because then it's just organized begging, right? No, we really want more. Uh, no, he's going to be suspended, and he may never, he, I mean, you're taking a risk that he may never, he, like if these all become criminal suits and, and he's found guilty, he's going to spend time and he may never play again. I just like all that stuff is it's very interesting. We'll see exactly, you know, all these stories, and we still haven't really started camp yet. Started, we just started, just starting camp. <laughs> and again, people, just understand, I forgive myself. Yes, you do. I do. Mark's hey, very easy on yes that way. for everybody involved. Thank you so much for listening. For uh, the great folks at Superbook, thank you. Mark's All Pros, great companies like a stinking good green chili at stinkinggood.com. Find out more about that order online. For Mike, I'm Mark. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks you to, to Millennial Ben for producing the show.